Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm going to go over my AEW review. Uh, starting off the evening, we go into our first match of the night. It is Santana and Ortiz versus the Best Friends. Uh, starting off the match, though, Best Friends attack Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz is choking Trent on the outside. Trent then hits a devastating spear on Ortiz on the outside. Santana then throws a chair at Chucky e. T. Santana then throws Chucky e. T off the stage onto some chairs, like a chair structure on the outside. Absolutely brutal. Santana then throws Trent onto the ropes. Ortiz and Santana then hit a suplex on Trent in the middle of the ring. Trent then hits a tornado DDT off the turnbuckle on Ortiz. Trent then hits a tope on Ortiz as well. Chucky T then hits a somersault to the outside on Ortiz and Santana. Chucky T then hits a devastating falcon arrow on Santana in the middle of the ring. Trent then hits a running knee on Santana. Santana then sends Trent spine first onto the steel steps on the outside. Santana then hits a hits Trent with uh, a steel pipe. And then Ortiz and Santana hit a street sweeper on Trent and pins him for the three. And your winners of the match are Ortiz and Santana. Um, this was a really good match. And the storyline between Ortiz and Santana and the best friends have been going on for quite a while now. I mean, from what Santana Ortiz did to Trent's mom's van, you know, they put it on center blocks. He took the wheels off. They completely destroyed the van. This is a story that's been going on for quite a while. And I'm definitely... Definitely something that's very intriguing. Um, and it was a fantastic match. It really was. After that match, we go into our next match of the evening. It is the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express versus Private Party and SCU. Uh, starting off the match, Kazarian and Jungle Boy start the match. Cassidy hits a springboard. Hurricane Rana off the middle rope on Matt Jackson. Young Bucks are showing great tag team work in the match, though. Young Bucks look completely different in this match. Obviously, there's a lot of animosity still with the whole Hangman Page situation from last week. So, Young Bucks definitely look completely different um, in this match. Kazarian hits a leg lariat on Jungle Boy. Kazarian then hits a slingshot on Nick Jackson, turns it into a cutter. Daniels then hits a springboard moonsault on the Young Bucks on the outside. Daniels then hits a suplex on Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus is in the match. He's pretty much cleaning house. Uh, Private Party hit a dropkick on Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus then hits a moonsault off the apron on Daniels and Kazarian. Daniels then hits a moonsault off the top rope on Jungle Boy. Quinn then hits a shooting star press off the top rope on Jungle Boy, but the Young Bucks end up hitting a BTE trigger on Mark Quinn. Pin him for the three, and your winners of the match are the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. Um, this was a great match. It really was. And like I said, the Young Bucks look completely different from what they were doing last week. Obviously, there's a whole lot of animosity right now between the Young Bucks and Adam Hangman Page. <coughs> Um, and they look completely different, man. They had, came in with a whole different attitude in this match. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but the stipulation of this match was whatever team won the match, those two teams would face each other at All Out. So at All Out, we were going to have the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express at All Out. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Big fan of both tag teams, and I think it's going to be an awesome match. Um, after that, we go into... Uh, and our next segment of the evening, it is Tony Schiavone interviewing Kenny Omega. Um, before really Kenny Omega can really say that much or anything at all, anything at all, FTR are here. FTR give Omega a chocolate milk because he says that he can't refuse the chalk um, because Kenny Omega doesn't drink alcohol. Omega says that he could smell the depends of Tully Blanchard, says he doesn't want Tully Blanchard getting close to the ring. Omega kind of knew that he was outnumbered. Uh, he thought the FTR was going to attack him. Uh, Adam Hangman Page is here, FTR Mock Page, and then FTR kind of dropped the tag team belts right in front of Hangman Page. So that's pretty much how the segment ended between Tony Schiavone and Kenny Omega. 
But um, I'm kind of it's it's really confusing because it's to me it was like okay, FTR and Hangman Page were really good friends, as the weeks have gone by now, and that you I, my honest opinion was that you know maybe they would have a stable with you know FTR and Hangman Page, but FTR completely you know mocked the hell out of Adam Hangman Page in the middle of this ring, um, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, if Adam's going to turn heel. On Kenny, or is Kenny going to turn heel on Paige? I have no idea, but I think it's one of the best storylines that's going on right now in AEW, hands down. <clears throat> um, after that segment between Giovanni and Omega, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Joey Janela versus Chris Jericho. Um, starting off the match, uh, Jericho attacks Janela. Jericho then hits a devastating clothesline on Janela. Janela then goes for a springboard move, but is met with a code breaker by Jericho. Jericho then hits a lion tamer on Janela, and your winner of the match by submission is Joey Janela. Um, Jericho, well, yeah, Jericho hits, hits the lion tamer on Janela, and the winner is Jericho. Um, Jericho does throw Janela face first into the exposed turnbuckle. The turnbuckle pad was taken off. Cassidy then attacks Jericho. Cassidy um, was ringside because Jake Haker told him that he wanted him to be, Jericho requested him to be ringside during this match. Cassidy attacks Jericho. Cass Jericho and Hager attack Cassidy. Sonny Kiss tries to save Cassidy. Cassidy then hits a DDT on Jericho, and Cassidy mocks Jericho with pouring out a little bit of the bubbly and a thumbs down uh, to Jericho. Um, I'm looking forward to the match. They're going to have it all out. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, Chris Jericho is on, obviously on a whole other level. Uh, he definitely reinvented himself and reinvented his career uh, with working with AEW. So I think it's going to be a fantastic match between Orange Cassidy and Jericho at All Out. <clears throat> um, after that match, we go into our next segment of the evening. It is Taz with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. They were to come out and cut a promo. Uh, Taz says that Cage or Starks will win the Casino Battle Royale at All Out. Uh, Jake Roberts is here with Lance Archer. Eddie Kingston also is here with his entire team. Kingston puts Roberts pretty much in his place. Sean Spears is here. He's on the he's on the stage. Kingston mocks Ricky Starks. And then all of a sudden, an all-out brawl breaks out. Darby Allen is here. Darby goes for the attack on Ricky Starks. Inner Circle was here. The best friends then arrived then. It was just an all-out brawl. Pretty much what it was doing was got it was kind of giving the audience uh like a preview of what was going to take place at All Out. So I'm definitely looking forward to the Casino Battle Royale. And I, like I said before about Eddie Kingston, um, that guy that you know, he has a great mouthpiece for wrestling, man. He He's great, on, he's great on the mic. He absolutely knows what he's doing, um, and he draws people in. And you can tell that, like I said before, he has passion about what he's doing. And you can feel that, man, and you can understand that. And then that, for me as a fan, I, I appreciate it. I really do. So definitely looking forward to the uh, Casino Battle Royale uh, coming up at All Out. Um, after that match, we go into our next match of the evening. It is Thunder Rosa versus Deeb. I think that's her name. Um, Rosa hits a drop kick on Deeb. Rosa then hits a chop on Deeb as well. Deeb then hits a netbreaker on Rosa. Deeb then hits a backstabber on Rosa as well. Rosa then hits a Death Valley driver on Deeb, pins her for the two. Rosa then hits a German suplex on Deeb. Rosa then hits a Thunder driver on Deeb, pins her for the three. And your winner of the match is Thunder Rosa. Um, it was really, it was, honestly, it was probably one of the best wins matches they've had on AEW, to be honest. Um, it was really more – it was more action-packed than what I've seen in the women's division that they had as of late. The one negative that I want to take away from this match, though, is I thought Thunder Rosa was going to come in and be more dominant um, and just destroy this girl in this match because the way that they kind of built her up 
um, especially with her being an NWA. I thought she was just going to come in here and wreak havoc on this girl in this match. And it really wasn't that. It wasn't. It really didn't happen like that. That's one of the biggest negatives I'll take away from the match. Other than that, the match was phenomenal. Um, and it was really cool seeing Thunder Rosa back in the square circle again. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Thunder Rosa and, and the body of work that she's put in, um, even with her doing the stuff that she does with NWA Power. So I think her match that she's going to have with Sheeta is going to be absolutely fantastic, and I am very much looking forward to it. So, But hats off to Thunder Rosa for getting the win here. Um, after that match, we go into our next next segment of the evening. It is Big Swole having an interview with Tony Schiavone. Um, Swole said a couple words about Britt Baker, um, that she's ready for her match with Baker, that I think everybody at this point is looking forward to. Baker does come out, though. She attacks Big Swole with a crutch, and Baker also applies the lockjaw on Big Swole. Obviously, like I said, it's setting up the match between her, Big Swole, and herself at All Out. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, after that match, we go to our main event of the evening. It is John Moxley versus Mark Starling. Um, again, it was a, kind of a mediocre match. I mean, it was a gimmick match. Obviously, the contract signing last, last week that they had between MJF and Moxley, one of the stipulations of that contract that I guess no one read from MJF's side was that uh, Mark, Star uh, Mark Starling was going to have a match with, or whatever his name was, Mark Starling, Mark Starling, whatever, was going to have a match with John Moxley next week. And that the paradigm shift, was able to be used in that match. And pretty much this was like a glorified squash match. I mean, Moxley, he smacks this guy, pretty much hits the paradigm shift on him, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match, John Moxley. I mean, I kind of knew that, like, you know who was going to win that match, obviously. And uh, it just goes along with the storyline that is leading up between the MJF and Moxley match for Moxley's AEW Heavyweight Championship, which I think is going to be a really good match because both guys are really undefeated. Um, you know, great competitors. You know, MJF is a great competitor. He's great on the mic. And I know some people might not like him, but he is a great heel. And I've stated this in the past. If you get that guy a microphone, you want to tune in whether you don't like him or not, because he just, he, it makes you, he makes you not want to be a fan of his. That's what makes him a great heel. And Moxley, I mean, what more can you say about Moxley? He's the number one wrestler in the year right now. And, you know, you know he's always unpredictable. You don't, you never know what's going to happen with that guy or what he's going to do. So, and the paradigm shift, what I understand is banned, in the match that he has with MJF. So maybe he'll break out a new move that no one's seen before. So very much looking forward to that. Um, but like I do with all these shows, and you guys know by now, I always give these shows a rating between a 1 out of 10. I'm going to give this one a 6.5. And, um, and the reason why is because I feel like it Wally wasn't their best go-home show for pay-per-view, to be quite honest. I feel like it was a little bit lackluster in that. But um, some of the I mean, some of the matches were really good. I, I'm not saying the matches weren't. Um, the Thunder Rosa match, like I said earlier and stated earlier that I wish it was just something where it was a squash match pretty much for Thunder Rosa to beat the hell out of this woman because it would have highlighted her as this dominant force to be reckoned with, with her match coming up with Sheeta at their pay-per-view this weekend. So that's one of the negatives I could take away from that, but all in all, I just don't think it was really a, a pack, like a packful punch of a go home show for people to get really excited about, um, for their upcoming pay-per-view. So I'm going to have to give it a six and a half. Um, so that is my review of the AEW show that just took place. Um, like I said, it was a decent show. I had to give it a six. Um, but I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful. And remember, stay classic. Peace.